flat as well. Flat, flat, yeah. flat Earth Society. <laughs> but it's a joke one. Yeah. And yeah. So it's. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone ever met anyone from there? Has anyone ever been, been to there? Australia? Oh. <laughs> uh, and hello and welcome. Ooh, light is flashing. It's a bit loud. Hello. Oh. Uh, welcome to the Super Fun Awesome Happy Don't Pedal Show podcast. Uh, I'm your host with the most. Are you? No, I don't know. I'm <laughs> Gabor anyway. Hey, welcome. I'm Alex. And uh, you join us just after lunch. Yes. We've just had some Japanese food. Yes. We did a bit of a um, recording session this morning. Yes. Just had some lunch. Yes. I had a um, chicken katsu curry. Oh. Very good. I must say, I really like Japanese curries. I had a kitsune. Oh, excellent. Yes. Just like noodles. Soup. Udon soup. It's yeah. great. Mm. Kitsune. <clears throat> I need to go to Japan. Japan's great. Mm. If like noodles and guitar shops. In, in Japan, the, I mean, this is again, not has nothing to do with pedals, <laughs> but you walk around Tokyo, for example. Yeah. And you walk past a place that sells food, like where you can go and eat, like a restaurant. And you look in the window, and there's all these kind of plastic versions mm. of the food that you can order. Yeah. But it looks absolutely perfect. Like it looks, you know, it's like it's like when you go to McDonald's and you look at the picture. Yeah. And then you get the burger, and you look at the burger, and you look at the picture, <laughs> and you go, that doesn't even remotely resemble <laughs> the picture. But there, you look at those little perfect little made up plastic versions of the food in the window yeah. and then they give it to you and it looks exactly the same <laughs> that's fantastic that's so cool um, now half the time we had no idea what it was yeah. so you just go that one looks good mm. and then you get it and then it usually is yes and then you find out it's pork knuckle soup Ooh. and stuff like that and you, which you would usually not order mm. but then you get it and you go oh, that's actually really good yeah they do eat some weird stuff though but sure yeah, but just stay away from the weird stuff. So, so does everyone. <coughs> everyone in the world has their own quirks. So yes. Every... Fast food, McDonald's. Yeah. Hungry Jacks, Burger King, whatever you call it, wherever you are. It's pretty average. Yes. Um, yeah, but Japan is great. Mm. Um, um, well, I'm hoping now that they're doing the Sunshine Coast Airport, they're going to yeah. do some cheap flights to Japan. Because the music shops are fantastic over there. Our friend Roger, if you're listening, hello, Roger. Yeah. Signal Chain is over there right now. And, uh, yeah, there's some fantastic... If you think you've been to music shops with lots of gear in it, you haven't been to music shops with lots of gear in it, so, unless you've been to the ones in Tokyo. So where did you go? Just just to Tokyo? We just went to Tokyo, yeah. I haven't been anywhere else in Japan yeah, just cool. Tokyo. Wow. Well, in the airport, which is what, Narita or something like that. Okay. Is that, but is that outside the city? It's a little bit outside, yeah. Right, cool. Um... But yeah, music shops are insane. So cool. Insane. So the story I heard was like, I'm thinking uh, 80s, 90s kind of thing. A whole bunch of vintage, which are now very old vintage, American stuff didn't have much, like um, didn't have a lot of value guitar-wise. So Japanese shops bought a lot of that stuff because they love that. Um, they love old stuff. Love, especially old American stuff. Pristine stuff too. Yeah. And apparently, a lot, a lot of vintage stuff still there. So, well, there's shops. There's a couple of shops you go in there, and it's in in Tokyo. It's very. Um, you have, this street has all music shops on it. Mm. This street, uh, New York is a little bit like that too. But yeah. um, in Tokyo, it really is like this is the music shop street, yeah, and well. every building is a music shop. Um, and there's a, a whole area of vintage guitar shops, 
cool. and some of the stuff they have in there is it's like absolutely pristine because they don't like beaten up look they like pristine yep and pristine old guitars um like they had uh, a, a whole bunch of shops had um uh, like what are they, those old zomatis those kind of mm. They look like mosaic type. Yeah, and, and like uh, yeah, yeah, um, and um, for like ridiculous amounts of money, or Bigsby guitars, like the original Bigsby guitars. Yeah, okay. Well, um, but like perfect, Nick. Um, shout out to a friend Aaron Giffen, who's touring in America at the moment with the church. Yes, check out our podcast with him and a podcast with Pete from the church. Yeah, not a church, the church. Yes, uh, a very the band the church. Not, the not, one not. that's under the Milky Way tonight. Yeah. A lot. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see his post about Guitar Safari the last couple of days? Don't think so. He was playing a $168,000, like, no caster or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, um, And he said, I can't remember what city they're in, but he said the music shop they were in, everyone was just super cool, no egos. I said, yeah, pick up, play whatever you want. Like stuff that costs as much as a house. <clears throat> yeah. You know, have a telly or a house kind of option. <laughs> well, I um, I think I mentioned that before. Did I mention that before? When I went to the guitar show in Melbourne a few years back yeah. with Hack, our friend Hack. Hello, Hack, if you're listening. Um, there was a vintage guitar stand at that show. Okay. That sun, Sunburn Guitars, whatever they're called. I think Sunburst, Sunburn. Oh, from, Sunburn. Sunburn Guitars from, from Sydney, near Sydney. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. And Hack was looking at a guitar there, and, which Jeff Lang ultimately bought, just bought before him. That's right. But anyway. Was it a Jaguar or something? No, no, it was a, um, um, uh, what are they called? The, oh. The, the thin right. thin line. Star Starcaster. Not the Starcaster, the other one. The um, Mooncaster. No, no, no. The other <laughs> one. Oh, what's it called? The other, like, 335 shape kind of sure. looking one. Fender. Not oh, the Cor- Coronado. Coronado, yeah. that's yeah, right. Yeah. In... A, in um, Antiqua burst, cool. Um, and he looked at it for ages, and he <laughs> he finally talked himself into buying it. And we walked back, and it's sort of a long corridor, and you could see the stand was right at the end of the corridor. And there was a guy. It was funny. We didn't know he was at first from a distance, but it was a guy wearing a suit that looked exactly the same suit and shirt and stuff, same colors as the Antiqua guitar, like match. Oh, really? And we went, and wow. he was playing it, and then. Hack was like, no. And then you can see them shake hands and putting it in the case. It's oh, literally as we walked up. Like slow motion kind of stuff. Yeah. And it was Jeff Lang, who's like a mm. relatively well-known guitarist here in Australia and sort of blues roots player yeah. um, who bought it. And it was funny. We had a bit of a chat with him afterwards because he, he was just sort of there and he's like, oh, sorry, guys. And, <laughs> but it was funny. He, he was wearing, it was like perfectly matching outfit. That's funny. Um, yeah. uh, but what I was getting at, uh, we went to that that place to look at guitars right we just had a look at some some of the guitars there and um there was a blue um like a sonic blue i guess you would call it mm-hmm. strat that yeah. was all beaten up and looked really really cool yeah and i had i was playing with a an old jaguar 64 maybe something like that mm-hmm. it was a um i think it was originally white but it was sort of a yellowy white now Okay. Uh, Jaguar and Hack was playing the Coronado and I just sort of said oh that we were talking with Hack and I said oh that Strat looks cool doesn't it and the guy 
he has like a big cowboy hat on. Yeah, another one. He's, he's got he, a Facebook page. He literally one. just he yeah. grabbed. He was talking to someone else and just grabbed it and handed it to me and said, "Oh yeah, have a fiddle." Yeah. And it was it, it was like, yeah, and it was some like eighty grand. Yeah, wow. Because <laughs> it was like an I don't know sixty one special like color like it was a special right like one of the first sonic blue or something like that like it wasn't you know and it was it was like i, I can't remember exactly sixty thousand, eighty thousand, something like that some ridiculous <laughs> amount wow. and i think hack asked him oh so how much is it and, he got, and then we just kind of okay take it back <laughs> <laughs> don't want it now um <clears throat> but yeah if, if you ever get a chance go to japan um very, very, very cool guitar shops. There's some shops um, you go in there and it's like nine stories. Yeah, right. And for whatever reason, the drums were right up top. You kind of think, <laughs> why? Anyway, but like there would be like one level of the be, shop. It could be just the top floor would be just harmonicas. <laughs> it gets lighter as you <laughs> yeah. go up. Yeah, but it's like one floor, pretty much just pickups. Yeah, wow. So like you have a huge wall. Of all Seymour Duncan pickups and like every one they make and like every Damasio pickup and yeah, right. um, they a bit overboard with stuff like they go a bit crazy with everything. That's but, fantastic. <laughs> um, it's such a cool place and you know you walk into a shop and they have every model PRS and they have like fifty private stock PRSs there. <laughs> That's nuts. It's absolutely crazy, and you, yeah, you can pretty much pick up anything. Mm. The only thing they do is they always detune the guitars. So if you're gonna pick one up, they they always someone comes, grabs it, tunes it up for you, and hands it to you. All right. Yeah, that was one of those funny things I found in Japan. They seem to always be loosened the strings. What if that's just like a so people just don't sit there noodling all day? I don't know. Yeah, no. Um. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. One day. So that's Japan anyway. That's on our. How did we get to Japan? Uh, lunch. Oh, lunch. We're at Japanese. Well, that's lunch. Right. <laughs> Via lunch. Hmm. So what's new with you, Alex? Um, uh, uh, gigs, sessions, uh, stuff, life, things. Yeah. But, I mean, any interesting stuff, like gear? Like, <laughs> 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 I've been hooking you up with gear. Oh, you've been looming me. Oh, that too. Yes. Yeah. Uh, looming? Looming's <laughs> not a verb. You've loomed me? I've been loomed? <laughs> You made a loom? Yeah, I soldered a um, patch loom for your studio. Yes, a rather l large loom. Yeah. Yes. Was it 24 channels both ways? 24 channels both so, ways, yeah. But um, that was good, but um, nothing too crazy gear-wise. I, um, I had fun the other day. We did, I did a little video with... The Marshall plugin through Apollo. Oh, yes. UAD platform. Yes. And um, it sounds pretty good. It's good. It's pretty cool. So, we're having this conversation over lunch, right? So, you. Oh, oh that's, that's why I came up because there's new Line 6 and Headrush units out. Yeah, the gig, gig Board, I think it's called, that Headrush released. And then not long after, Line 6 kind of released the same sort of thing. Hmm. Uh, the Helix Stomp or HX Stomp. Yeah. Which I'm getting. I'm getting one of those. Yeah, cool. Have you actually put the order in? Yeah. Yeah. Fancy. Fancy, fancy. They should be in the Land of Oz. Um, they should be down here by the end of the month. A year or two. 
Yeah, but we're always a bit behind. That's the only thing in Australia. It's obviously things take a little longer here than and everywhere else. But it's it makes sense because you know, like it's hard for planes to find it when it doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, there's, yeah. <laughs> you have to go on the other side of the flat world. <laughs> yes, you've got to fly past the turtle that's holding the yeah, flat earth on up. the back of a giant. Yes. Is that a thing? Yeah, I think the giant is standing on a turtle, isn't it? Something like that. Uh, poor turtle. Yeah. Must be big. Anyway. So yeah. <laughs> we've lost track of that. Yes, yes, yes. So yeah, like, we're kind of thinking, <clears throat> like, because you already don't have speaker cab on stage. No. When you play electric gigs. Yes. And now you're probably going to bypass the amp and torpedo. Yes, well, that's, I'm going to retire that to my studio, mm. which is going to be nice. I don't have to unplug things. I can just leave everything plugged in. Oh, sure, yeah, that's a good point too. And just use, yeah. So the, the yeah the just quickly the the helix stomp so it's basically the the same as a proper helix just in i think it's like the size of a like a boss double pedal thing mm-hmm. like i'm just looking at the you've got the slicer back there i think it's about the size of that maybe if anything tiny bit bigger yeah. um because it's got the three buttons on it but it's about that sort of size um and it's got you can do everything with it that you can do with a normal helix Yep. It's got. It's not like the Helix effects, which is the amp mod. It doesn't have the amp modeling. Yeah. It just has the effects. This has got all the effects, all the amp modeling. You can load your own IRs on it. That's cool. You've got balanced outs, stereo outs. Mm-hmm. If you've got an effects loop in it as well. Cool. Um, the only thing is you've got less effects block, effects blocks. I guess that's how they get like a cheaper price is lower DSP power. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you can do everything. It's got everything, and even down to um, um, it has synth stuff in it. Really? Yeah. So you can play, you can program. It's got oscillators in it, mm. and you can actually play notes without plugging anything into it and stuff like that. And yeah, it's cool. Anyway, um, I'm really looking forward to it, and it's gonna turn into my live thing. Cool. Um. Yeah, and then kind of started talking about what do you really need for live gigs? Yes. Like, your thing is to um, have lots of... Silly effects. Noisy stuff. That, yes. Yeah, to entertain yourself and probably more, more, more to the point, entertain other band members. Yes. Well, me well, more than anything else, really, yeah. but yeah. Others too, yes, but mostly... <laughs> but I'm still... I'm still quite traditional with my live setup. Or, or la- lame is a better word. Is it? Yes. <laughs> I still want to make some textures and do like ambienty stuff. So, so lame, yes? Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> but the gigs I'm doing don't really call for, you know, synth. No, neither do the ones I do, but you just do it. That, that's, that's half the fun. That's not the point. It's, it's half the fun is you do um, you do stuff you wouldn't usually do. Hmm. Like you go, you think outside the box, man. <laughs> stop, stop going on that one, that, that train to Squaresville, man. <laughs> one way ticket, man. <laughs> Damn beatniks. <laughs> Um, no. Well, anyway, I mean, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get. Re- I mean, 
I would love to if I could bring an amp and crank it and play that, that but loud and stuff. But most venues you can't. Yeah. And um, um, if you've got to turn right down, using an amp is not really that beneficial. I mean, you can get smaller amps, smaller body champs and stuff. But there's some places where you, you are not allowed to have speakers on stage mm. or you're not allowed to have amplified music on stage. Um, and I just think, especially using in-ears, um, you rock up to a gig, you bring your guitar, you bring a pedal board, you have a, that little... Because, I mean, that was always the thing with the Helix, right? And with the XFX and with the Kemper, yeah. right? I always liked the idea of them. But to me, I always went, I wish one of them would come out with a thing where you don't have it, get it take away all the effects and just have the amp modeling. Uh, sure, Line six yeah. did the opposite, got rid of the amp modeling and put the effects one out. But now with this, this is sort of, I'm going to use it mostly for the amp modeling and not so much for the effects. Yeah, cool. So, Quirky effects that are on there. Like, yeah. I love, I still think out of all the high-end boutique delays and stuff I've played, the Line 6 Sweep Echo. Oh, yeah. That filter echo, that's the best-sounding filter echo out of all delays I've ever played. Yeah, right, cool. Um, and I love that. I use it a lot. And, and I think a lot of the delay sounds, Line 6 delay sounds, are great. Hmm. Um, but, um, yeah. So I, I wish, like, Kemper would bring out a thing where you can profile. Well, Moa sort of did. Oh, yeah? Where you can profile things uh, and just have the amp like so just an amp profiler right mama sort of brought out a thing a stomp box because yeah, right. they have their own um, amp modelers mm. that you can buy those little like mini pedals sure. but apparently there's one there where you can you can actually profile stuff. profile your own thing yeah, and right. have it in a like a it's pro I, I i met the guy the other day i told you the mama rep. Mm. i met him the other day um, Jay, I think his name. Hello, Jay, if you're listening. Um, um, yeah, and it's it's like the size of maybe one of those um, the TC. Um, oh, like four button. The type. four button delay, um, yeah, you know, sure. whatever they're called. Um, it's about that sort of size. Is it Jay? Yes, it was Jay. Cool. Um, um, yeah, and you can profile your own. But yeah, anyway, that's what I was always hoping that mm. one of them would bring it out, like something where you can profile an amp, or just have the axe effects, um, just the amps, or the helix, just the amps, just a small thing you stick on your pedal yeah. board. Of course, you can do that with a camper, but it's, it's you're still lugging a camper. It's you it, may you're paying for all, like half the stuff you don't use. You may as well use bring an amp. Yeah, and because you still got this big thing you got to lug around, and you sit it down. I want something that's on a pedal board. Like, yeah, and that's what I like about the HX Stomp. It's small. It can have it sitting on your pedal board. Mm. Uh, and you just set it to one amp that you like, and you still just use your pedals. Or you can have, I mean, you have three buttons, so you can use some of the stuff on there. Yeah, we're talking about this over lunch. And like, you could probably set it up so there's maybe two or three different like versions of clean. Yeah. So like, if you want the really jangly, sparkly Fender thing, yep. or maybe like a bit... Broken up, sort of like a mid-range Marshall-y thing. thing, or a Voxy Vox thing. thing like, cool. So then that's kind of lots of basics cover there. And I mean, the other cool thing with that as well is mm. you could have a couple of different amp sounds, and you assign different speaker cabinets to each of them as well. So if you sure, your yeah, clean true. sound could be a 
four by ten cab. Yeah. For that more voxy kind of mid rangey broken up sound, you could have a two by twelve. Mm. And for the you know more crunchy lead sound, you could have a four by twelve. True. That's a good point. See. Mm. Not just a pretty face over here. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm quite excited about it. Mm. Interesting. And it's it's I mean. It would be nice if it was a little bit cheaper, but it's it's it. I think in Australia, it'll just be under a thousand bucks. Yeah, sure. Just because our dollar is very crap at the moment, but it is a bit crap. Um. Um. But yeah. So I'm. I'm. Um. And I mean, speaking of digital stuff, do, do you, is there anything else you wanted to add to that, or? Uh, probably, but keep going. Okay. Well, no. No. no well, I, <laughs> I actually saw this thing which I've seen before, but they just did an update of it, and this thing looks really, really cool. But if you want to talk about something, no, no. What, what is it? Well, speaking of digital things, yeah. There's. Um, I remember I what because I, I I checked on YouTube and uh, Henning actually did a video of it maybe about two years ago. It's the Mod Duo by Mod Devices, and it was a Kickstarter thing, mm. and it's this thing basically. It looks a little bit like the old um, M5, um, sure. Line 6 M5. Yep. It's got two buttons. It's got like a little roll bar thingy. Mm. So you can, you don't knock the knobs. It's got two knobs and two screens. And I think they're just about to bring, bring out the Mod Duo X, which has more knobs. Right. Okay. But basically, it's this thing. It's a digital processor. Yeah. Right? And... Um, I don't know if, how many people out there have seen it, but I just watched this video and it's so cool that um, you just you actually just linked me to the guy. Um, what's it? A YouTube channel? Uh, Red means recording. Oh yeah. He just did uh, three videos of this. Right. Okay. And it just sounds awesome. So basically, it is. There's nothing in it, right? Yeah. It's just a digital processor. Yeah. But so you go, you hook it up to your computer. And then you make up pedal boards and put them on there. Really? But the thing is, it's two completely independent ins and outs. Yeah. So you can either run it as an in and then have the two out stereo out. Or you could have, for example, you could have one in and then have a complete pedal board for guitar and an out. Yeah. And then the other one is, for example, the other guitarist or the bass player or whatever. Yep. And it's a complete, completely separate, two yeah. totally separate pedal boards. Um, we well, can have pre and post drive stuff. You can have lots of stuff. Yeah. Well, you could have. Effects loop. They were saying you could have um, one could be in front of the. Mm. Uh, if you're going into an amp, one could be in front of an amp. One could be in the effects loop. Yep. But they also have amp emulation. You can load IRs into it. Yeah. But what they just did, and why this guy Red Means Record had it, there's all this synth stuff on there now as well. So he said, for example, you could have, you could have a guitar. Mm. And play and have effects on one and the other channel so you hook up a midi keyboard to it and you play keys all in the same thing so it has like synth engines synth engines in it generators synth yeah, generators wow. yeah um so and the sounds were insanely good okay and it's so you bring it all up it's on this on this app yeah. on your computer and you put the pedals there and then you you uh what was the software? Was it a not Ableton? Was it? It was one of those where you had cables and you kind of pulled a cable to the inputs. Sure. And then um, um, Reactor is a little bit like that as well. But you, so you pull the cable out from one pedal to the next, and then you can play around with each pedal, and you can assign 
what the knobs do. Mm. So the knobs can take over any parameter of any of the effects yeah. or multiple parameters of multiple effects. Uh, but then you can also set it so it only does a certain amount on one and more and like it's limitless. Gotcha. Yeah. But it sounded so good. Yeah, wow. Uh, so that's another thing and that's $699. Where's it from? You know? I think it's from the States and yeah. um, yeah, it was a, and yeah, I watched, it was probably about two years ago and I remember watching it. Henning did a video on it but mm. it was in a very early stages. Yeah, right. And it looked all right but there were lots of things because it was still in the Kickstarter stage mm -hmm. because maybe he met them somewhere or something anyway but i remember watching the video but then yeah this video which it, the guy did a, a series of three videos with it that um red means record who does actually some really cool stuff it, i really i quite like some of his videos yeah i've only seen a few but they're cool yeah. um he did a series of three um videos with that and it sounded so good it sounded really 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 good hmm okay <laughs> Check that out this afternoon. Yeah, all right. yeah. Mod devices. So just another one of those things I just I just saw, and it it just looks wise. It reminds me of of what sort of that sort of Helix Stomp and uh, M5 yeah. and that sort of stuff looked like. But um, hmm. speaking of digital things, yeah, and it's all um, user based as well. So you can have people just putting. Or like open source kind of thing. open source. That's yeah, what, cool. what I'm getting. Oh, that's cool. At. So they have stuff that they make. Yeah, but then there's also open source stuff that that goes on there, and anyone can put stuff on there, and some of it because it's open source. I think they have open source, and some of it is approved by them, and some of it is not approved by them. Sure, and there's, there's not approved can be sometimes a bit funny, but yeah, and there's stuff you can buy on there as well. Mm -hmm. But that red means record guy says there's like four hundred things on there. If you're looking for a drive pedal, there'll be three <laughs> that you can buy, and the rest are free. You'll find one that's good, that's free. Yeah, cool. And he said he hasn't bought anything and it's all good. Ah. But he had a generator thing as well. So I think in one of the videos he had it, because it's completely separate. So you have two inputs, two outputs, and you can make him one. So you could have, for example, you could have it stereo in going to stereo out if you wanted. Yeah. But you can just have it in and out and in and out. Cool. Uh, and it has MIDI, it has USB, it has everything. So yeah, you right. can do just about anything with it. That's nice. Mm, it's cool. Just think, like, that's quite compact by the looks of the picture. Yeah, I think it's only like, you know, yeah. like, what is that? Like, like a little bit bigger than um, like a Boss 2-bit, like the Slicer. Like a big Strymon pedal or something. Yeah, a little bit bigger than a bit, yeah. Kind of bit, square. Bit, bit taller. Yeah. And that's like two big processes in that. Just, just think back <laughs> to like Boss GT3. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which was a GT5, the blue one? The blue one, yeah. That was, I always wanted one of them. Me too. It, was so, it looked so cool. There was a guy I used to, like, um, play on the same bill with, like, different bands when I was kind of, you know, late teenager. So, it's like, well, we had a GT5. Wow. It's got the new blue one. <laughs> I remember going into a guitar shop in Melbourne when I was, yeah, teenager, and like, that's it. That's, that's the blue one. I could, I wonder if we could try it. Well, <laughs> I think it's got Cosm. Nuna Betancourt used that for years. Oh, yeah. That was his main thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. Who would have thunk? Yeah. Little people like it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I just thought I'd mention that because that's... Uh, I, I was I was really, really blown away by how good it sounded. It's cool. It used to me. Yeah, nice. I have to look it up after this. Yeah. Look up on the um, on the screen here. Yes. On the, on the computer thingy dingy. Like computer box of science. Computer box of science. Uh, 
So what's new with me, Alex, you ask? <laughs> um, oh, before we do, hey, what's new with you, Gabor? Oh, well, well wow. <laughs> that was like an Axel Foley laugh. <laughs> what? Um, you know Axel Foley? Mm. Anyway, for the youngins out there. Um, yes, I, 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 my DOD collection is slightly grown. Yeah. Um, again, so I think we talked a little bit about DOD last time, but um, um, yeah, bought another, uh, bought a juice box. I finally got the juice box. I've bought it once before. Is that a compressor? No, the milk box is a compressor. Milk box. Oh, Come cool. on, get with it. Oh, oh, oh. Juice box is their overdrive, like tube streamer, okay. screamer esque, with the. Is it green? Uh, it is green, yeah. actually, with the um, Tewantan postcode op amp chips in it. Sweet. The four five five eight chip. Remember, we did for my just right. boxes. We did someone. It said it had the four five five eight mm. um, op amp things in it, and um, that's the postcode of a town just around here. Excellent. To want. Anyway, good story. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I got because I bought it once before. Oh yeah. The guy I bought it from in the states. Now. That's right. I, I don't want to. I don't want to like stereotype American people, but. <laughs> But you're gonna you're gonna break through and do <laughs> no, it. No, no, no. But I mean, the, anyway. thing is, the thing is, it's uh, he 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 tried apparently four times to mail it to me, and it always went back to him. And the funny thing is, so in America, if you buy it, I don't know how many people know this, but if you don't live in America and you buy something on eBay from America, what eBay will do is eBay will say to the guy that you bought it from, send it to us in Erlanger, Kentucky at the eBay Global Shipping and Distribution Center. Mm. So the guy I bought it from wouldn't even have to send it overseas. He just sends it to... Yeah, the shed. The place, Erlanger, Kentucky. So it's the shed. The shed. And then they send it on to me. Mm. So when you buy something from America, um, quite often you get two PayPal messages because you get one from the guy you bought it from yep. and the other from eBay because you pay the shipping to eBay. Yeah, and so, sometimes you actually get like, like um, eBay packing tape on top. Of yeah, the, exactly top right. Of the cards and stuff. So he tried apparently four times to send it. So the first three times he tried sending it to Erlanger, Kentucky, because um, he sent me a couple of times notifications saying um, oh, I've sent it. It says it'll be there tomorrow, and I said I messaged back saying you know I do live in Australia. That means that global. Shipping center. Anyway, apparently three times it came back. Hmm. And the fourth time he apparently put my direct address on it and sent it to me directly and it came back as well. And then he said, oh, do you mind if we just call this off? I don't mind giving you your money back. Right. And I said, okay. Uh, so that's the first time I tried to buy it. This guy hopefully is going to be able to do it. So this is my second attempt at buying it. This is from America as well. So uh, the DOD juice box, which is the last... Except for one, minus one, the last of the original series that I wanted to collect. I've since started collecting other series, but mm. the original series I wanted to collect, that was the last one. Cool. Except for the Deep Freeze bass chorus. But that's a bass chorus, which I'm not 100% sure whether I really need it or not. Sure. But it's the only other pedal out of that series yeah. that I wanted to get. But mm. um, So I've, got, I've completed that series now. Yeah, cool. Well, um... It's probably not eBay's fault because, or maybe, maybe eBay is starting that theory that Australia doesn't exist. 
Maybe. And they had a big stockpile of pedals. And to go Australia for another guy. Idiots. You've been sucked in <laughs> ah, by the round earth, another round earth society. The round earth society. <laughs> ah. <laughs> um, well, I got that because yeah, cool. um, it was really, really cheap. And then I bought, also bought three more DoD pedals. Three, wow. But I mean, oh. the thing is, those four pedals combined are less than one boss pedal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in price. They're so pretty not, cheap. Not that expensive. Three pedals off the other series now that I'm collecting, which is what's called Sorry, the I original just... series or the original FX series. So that's from the early 80s. Yeah. So that's the first sort of that enclosure that you think of when you think of DoD. Mm-hmm. So I bought a flanger. Or flanger, uh, chorus, yeah. and their distortion. Yeah, cool. So that they, they had there were ten pedals in the, that first series, and I've got three of them. Yeah, really. Okay. And then, <laughs> if that's not enough, I've, it's not. No, and then I got um, my second out of three of the Fender Boss Fender Legend so, series. Well, they call like the um Legend. The... It's a Legacy or Legend series. The reverby amp ones. Yes. So they make the... So there's, series, well, the basement yeah. doesn't have reverb. Yeah. Um, there's the, the 59 basement? Is uh, that what it's, it is? It's the textured tan one, like... Yeah, top, there's a the basement one anyway. Yeah. There's a deluxe reverb. Yes. And then there's a Fender reverb. And I've got the deluxe reverb. Mm-hmm. Um, the other day. And that was actually really... It's quite... The reverb is really nice on it. Cool. The trem, which are called vibrato, is one of those. Meh, could go either way. But yeah. the, the the reverb is really nice. The drive is very meh. Um, Didn't like the drive. Yeah, I don't know. Not a humongous fan. Well, I tried it into the Marshall because I thought let's try it into an amp that's not a Fender and see yeah. if it sounds like a Fender. Maybe I should try it in a Fender. Maybe yeah. And then I tried it also in the effects loop return of the oh. Marshall because I thought that bypasses the preamp. True. Um, so I've got the basement now and I've got the deluxe reverb and I did actually just do a trade for the reverb one as well so I've got all three of them now very cool I did the uh, traded in my Mobius and some cash my way for the reverb Mm. so I've got all three of them now Uh, because they go for kind of silly prices now as well yeah it's it's like anything whether it's music gear or not it's just so hard to predict what's going to be collectible well, I tried. I remember trying the deluxe reverb because I I wanted to do. I thought originally, oh, maybe it's one of those things you plug it straight into a PA system and it sounds like it, yeah. but it's not. No. It's just like a gives it the characteristics of that amp. Yeah, amp in a box overdrive. Yes, type thing. Um, but it's not an amp in a box. No, definitely not. No. So I got those. Um, so I've got that. And did I get anything else? I don't even remember. I bought my first 500 series thing as well, which should, oh, yeah. I think, it may be the thing that arrived today. I just got a it's notification pretty, saying pretty. something arrived. If you, uh, my, our good friend Ken, friend of the show, Ken probably delivered it. Hi, Ken, if you're listening yeah. to it. Um, did I buy anything else? I mean, that's enough, really. It is enough. But, um, um, and yeah, and, and I ordered the Helix Stomp because um, mm. I'm, I'm kind of keen to get that. Why am I looking on YouTube? I wanted to go to eBay. Um, <laughs> I've been ha- having to be super strict with myself. So I'm still upgrading some PA stuff, which is necessary but boring. Yeah, because, well, you, that's, you do that. 
yeah. a job. Much Actually, I did buy one other thing. <laughs> <laughs> did you? Yeah. But again, because it's really cheap, I bought a Boss DSD2 digital sampler delay. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, actually, good one. Yeah, yeah, I bought one of them because I saw this. I don't know where it came from. I used to have it's, one. It's, it's funny. Like, a lot of times with, like, YouTube and Facebook um, and Instagram, well, not so much Instagram, but Facebook and YouTube, yeah. I swear they listen to what you say when your oh, phone yeah, is off. Probably. Because... Um, for whatever reason, on YouTube, this video came up, which is a really crappy video of a guy with one of them sampler thingies, because mm. it's got this triggering thing, yeah. and he runs this it runs a drum machine into the triggering, and puts this odd beat to it, yeah. and then he plays a guitar normally into the delay, but the delay is triggered by the drum machine. Is that how that works? So, is it like a rhythmic delay? Yeah. But it sounded really, really cool. Anyway, so I, I, um, I saw this and went, "That's really, really cool." And then I swear that, like, the next day, I listened to the Guitar Notes podcast, and they were talking about that very pedal. Really. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and then then I bought it, and then the following week, um, and it's it's coming from Japan, so I still haven't got it, but. The following week, guitar nerds were talking about it again, and they were saying they just went to uh, the Matt, the guy who works for Boss. Mm. If any of the guitar nerds are listening, hello, guitar nerds. Um, he did a pluck a duck thing uh, <laughs> that no one outside of Australia who's under the age of thirty-five nice. knows what that is. But anyway, um, 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 they were talking about it uh, that uh, <laughs> Matt, I think it's Matt, the guy who works for Boss. He took a bunch of YouTube guys, not us, but a bunch of other YouTube guys to ones. Japan yeah, well. and showed them around and took them, I think, to Boss and stuff like that. I think partially because of the whole, ah, oh, and that's something we should talk about, that new Wazacraft stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I think he took he took Ola England and he took um, that Rabia Massad guy and that pedal show. Yeah. And Dan from that pedal show bought one of those... Sampler delays because he he never knew that existed and he saw it. He went, "Wow, that's the coolest thing ever!" And bought it. So it's bizarre. It literally is. This video appeared for whatever reason on my YouTube feed. Mm. It was really cool, even though it was a really shitty video with really bad sound yeah. quality. It was just a guy on his phone, yeah, with his socks and the picture and stuff like that, um, <laughs> on an ugly, shabby old carpet. Um, but it sounded really cool, so I bought it and then. You hear it's funny. There must be some sort of a thing where, yeah, yeah. I swear, you you get these things in your feed that all of a sudden you know. Well, yesterday we were talking about that, and now it's on my like it's a sponsored thing. Yeah, on my my feed. Anyway, so yeah. I bought one of them, and I'm yeah I'm quite looking forward to that. That's because you had one of them too, didn't you? I had one, but I didn't realize how it worked. And a while back, I got rid of it. And I think Aaron has it. Okay. Because it, it also wasn't working properly. It was, it was really old. It was like a, I don't know, 15, 20 years old. Or it's like when it first came out. Okay. It must have been bought and it's been gigged with. Okay. Extensively. Because I think it's basically a DD3. <laughs> yeah. like. But you've got a triggering thing where you can... you can um, Like pat, patternate. Pattern, pat, make a pattern out of it. Yeah. And whatever you put in it. So yeah, this guy had a drum machine and he had a hi-hat pattern. 
that was like an odd pattern that he ran into it. So he played it and yeah. then he unplugged it and plugged it into that. And you don't hear the sound, but the delay gets that pattern. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, the one I had was just, yeah, it's a bit trash and most of the paint was gone. Most of the time it worked, but when you wanted to. It didn't, it yeah. Didn't. But um, the delay itself was really quite nice. It was like well, this, it's a DD3 and they're quite, people like them. It's kind of this one of, the, one of those early digital things. So it's probably a low bit rate. So it had this kind of, wasn't too clean. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. lifeless. Yeah. Well, I still got to, I got to get it back. I gave it to a friend of mine ages ago because he uh, wanted to do some sort of basic recording at home and he said, do you have any pedals I can borrow? Yeah. So I gave him an old, I've got an, uh, like a Boss OD, is it an OD2? The norm, just an overdrive, the yellow one? So. Whatever the, the three but the three knob yep. yellow overdrive and a DD two that I had floating around. Oh cool. Uh, I should get it back because they're getting kind of mm. their price a little bit too. Especially the Japanese like well, uh, overdrives would have been. I, th- I think the overdrive is Taiwan. It was Taiwanese, but it was just old stuff I had lying around. Um, Sorry. <laughs> the dog is being very affectionate. Um, this dog jumped up on on the lap. Oh, just a random dog. Yeah. Yeah. It's one that lives in the house. Ah, one of them random dogs living in the house. Yeah, yeah anyway, so that's that's my new stuff. And yeah, thanks to your loom of mm. doom, um, I just hooked all my stuff up. And I finally have, so my Line 6 racks are hooked up. Um, yeah. My um, 500 series stuff, even though I haven't received it yet. Um, um, oh, Dexter sent me an attachment. Oh, I know what that is. SKB 99 thing. Um, floor rack case pedal board combined. Ah, cool. You sent it to me too. I do. So shout out to a friend, Dexter. Dex. Hey, he's, Dex. Uh, he's worked in music shops locally in the area for... Long time. Like since 1920s or so. Since... <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not that old, is well, he? Well, maybe not that, no. Uh, but yeah, always like super supportive of local music and stuff and always try and give you good deals and just you know there's people in music shops are actually normal rather than trying to be salesmen yeah not like in yeah not, not it's not a supermarket yeah you know. and um so i actually saw he put on facebook last night he's got this um skb thing and it's a pedal board with it has a rack in the front of it so it was, it, i remember them coming out like in the 90s it's sort of molded plasticky yeah so yeah, you could actually have rack gear and your pedals all in one housing oh that's the idea and he, he said he found it in his attic attic okay sorry needs more syllables and um yeah I don't think it's ever been used but you should get it why <laughs> then you can have your line 6 racks for the gigs <laughs> but funny enough it's probably trendy again because people are using like um axe effects and yeah, you um, could put you could put a, your rack, your yeah. Rackman Axe Effects on the floor in front of you with a couple stomp boxes. Yeah, in years. Yeah, so Bob's your uncle. Get it? You should get it. So, like, it's it's been sitting around for fifteen years and it's become trendy again. Just yeah. just when you found it, it well, it's like, I mean, I'm going to sound like a grumpy old guy now, but yeah, you walk into most clothing shops, and it looks like twenty years ago when you go to an op shop. That's <laughs> what the clothing shops look like now. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe I should go to the op shop because they probably look like clothing shops. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably just as 
expensive now. Probably. Um, yeah, so that's all my new stuff anyway. So um, um, I don't know how exciting that is or not exciting that is. But, no, it's fun. Um, oh, yeah, so we, we kind of touched on it before. Uh, Metal Zone was a craft, MT2W. I've been predicting that. Yeah. From the very first was a craft thing. They were, the chorus dimension thing... Well, I was, gonna, I was just going to say, now the Wazacraft Metal Zone's out, I'm really keen to try the chorus. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think okay, spoiler alert, yep. I think next Wazacraft thing they're releasing will be a DS1W. Yeah, right. I think that has to happen. And eventually, well, the, the got... slow gear would have to happen. Because yeah. that's one of those ones that's just... It's a bit culty. It's a bit of a useless pedal, and it goes for ridiculous prices. So I'd imagine they would do that. Not to. Yeah. Well, they've... They've done the blues. What's it called? Blues driver. Blues driver. The delay. Delay. They did the vibrato. That's true. They did the chorus C two. That's true. They did uh, the dimension thing. <laughs> they did the dimension thing, and they did the metals. And is that all they did? Did they do an overdrive as well? No, they didn't do an overdrive. I did the blues driver. Blues okay. driver. Yeah, that's, blues driver. It's already seven. I, I, I really think they'd have to do, mm. or like the, 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 the yellow overdrive, that's possibly one that they would do. The two-knob one? Maybe the two-knob one, or the three-knob oh. one. Or, and a DS1, they'd have to do a DS1. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, interesting. It did sound good, the yeah. DS1, the, the, the Metal mm-hmm. Zone. Uh, mind you, the, the demo I watched was Pete Thorne and... It, just about everything sounds good when he plays it. Actually, both sounded really good. Yeah, cool. The, the Dimension, Digital Dimension. I actually that. haven't watched demos of the chorus yet. It sounds good. Is it full full stereo, in and out? I think so. Because And you've got the setting, usually that's usually the standard and custom setting. Mm. One's the pedal and the other one's the rack mount. Oh, cool. Is that what that is? Because I was just going to say the rack mount thing's going to... Are starting to get pretty expensive. Very expensive, the four, the, which has got only four buttons on yep. it. That's it. <laughs> no um, yeah, so I think they did it. They modeled it on the rack mount. I think so one setting is the pedal, one setting is the rack I mount. I think Brad's got one of those Roland courses. Oh, the rack mount? Yeah. Um, and um, it has also, which I think people modded the old ones, the, or the rack mount to, where you can push two buttons in at once. Ah, which you couldn't do on the pedals, I think. Or maybe people modded the pedals to do that or something. Anyway, so you can have two on at the same time. Oh, that's cool. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd, I'd be keen to check it out. It sounds great. You, get, be, uh, you, you get the medals and I'll get the chorus. I want to get the, I want to get the TC, <laughs> formerly known as Behringer version of it, the third dimension. You yeah. get the cor- You get the digital dimension. I get the TC one and we'll shoot out. <laughs> okay, I'll get the expensive one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, there was a craft metal zone. Actually, it sounds good. Mm. I mean, I, I I have to say, I honestly have to say, I'm one of those people who I I never minded the metal zone. Mm. I mean, the, the the EQ in it is stupidly, ridiculously over the top. Yeah. But I used to use a metal zone on my pedal board. I have had I've never had anything against it. I I don't really like it, but I don't really care either. I just, I just think it's funny that it's gone and become this like big like, cult s- thing, standard joke for the. Thing. No, no. <laughs> I think that's the. I mean, sadly, I think that, that one of the main problems is, and again, sorry, you know, if you're one of these people, if you're one of our listeners, but 
metal people just have, don't have a sense of humour. <laughs> no, it's just no. It's you know, yeah. it's it's anyway. I mean, the the biggest abuse we caught comes from when we did that Metal Zone versus Dan Electra Fab Metal and the Grunge Shootout and the Grunge Shootout. That's the biggest abuse we caught from anything yeah. because just there's no no sense of humour there whatsoever. Um. Anyway, but yeah, no, I I think it did sound. It does sound good. The Metal Zone. The Metal Zone I actually quite liked was the um one that was modded by um. Tim in Sydney, Mojo. Oh, Mojo Stomp. Mojo Stomp. Um, I think it's along a similar sort of line where it gets rid of that insane that fizz. Fizz, yeah. yeah. And it just fattens it out. Cool. Okay. Um, it, and the, the, well, like I said, the demos I think sounded really good. Mm. Interesting. Um, but yeah, DS One W. That's going to be the next one. I tell you. Okay. Interesting. Cool. Which, All funnily right. enough, also that. Video I did of the DS1 into the effects return that mm. gets got a lot of views and a lot of mixed feedback. I mean, yeah. you always get people telling you you're an idiot and you can't play and learn how to play guitar. And, it's and apparently, that's what YouTube's for. That's what YouTube is for. But yeah. um, I did think it sounded quite good through the effects loop. The effect, I, I find, I mean, I've only been really using the Marshall effects loop just because. Um, that's the only amp I have that has a foot switchable effects loop. Okay, cool. So I can have the cable, I can leave the cable plugged in because I mean it's in a sort of a cabinet at my place. Yep. I can have the cable plugged in to the effects loop, and then I just turn a button on to turn it on. With all the other amps, you have to reach behind the back and actually pull it out. Um, but um, I put the DS1. I did a video of which is should by the time you're listening to this should be up already. The Punkifier, the Eddie Punkifier, which I think is a really cool pedal. Um, I put that through the effects loop as well, and the grunge, oh, yeah. Deity grunge, and a Deity death metal, and I think the effects loop with all of them on a Marshall anyway, it kind of makes it a bit, it tightens it up a bit, mm. and it gets rid of that high end fizz, and I think that's why it worked so well when all of England did that. But I mean. And then I, you know, lots of people commented and might say, "Oh, you're just ripping off all the England, man." Yeah. Uh, but I mean, there were tons of people and tons of videos of people that used to put pedals into the effects return way before all of England. But again, metal people don't have a sense of humor. But uh, or not all, but sorry, but you know, <laughs> sorry, um, sorry, not sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I think it just gets rid of that high end mm. without using the preamp. You get rid of a lot of the high end, and. A lot of those pedals, like a DS1, like the Metal Zone, like the Grunge, like the Death Metal, they have that fizz, and it gets rid of that fizz. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So I think we've mentioned it before, but we will, I want to do a video where we take, between you and me, all pedals we have that are amp in a box pedals, Yeah. and run them all into the effects loop. I reckon a Deco could be interesting too, going into the effects loop. Yeah, even... Yeah, like that's that's supposed to be like a tape tape machine and preamp emulation type drive. Well, there you go, preamp and a power amp. Yeah, true. Oh, hey, but it's it's a mic preamp. It's not a and guitar amp preamp. Mate, so, we don't discriminate against. <laughs> oh, I do. <laughs> I'm preamp preamp racist. <laughs> Preampist. <laughs> but even that, like the um, JHS color box thing. Oh yeah, that's Brad still got it, doesn't he? Yeah, I think still. We has. could probably borrow it. Um, so like, just. Different types of drives into yeah, could be cool. Yeah, so that's what we'll try. And then actually, you know what would be interesting? Yes. 
Well, for example, using something like a box of rock. Yeah. I'm just saying it because I like the box of rock and it's sort of a low game. Using the box of rock as a preamp, mm. so you run that into the power amp, get a bass sort of cleanish sound, and then running other pedals into that. Right. So treat that as the guitar amp. Treat that as the amp. So you the whatever the pre the amp in a box pedal is, and I'm doing air quotation marks here. Uh-huh. The amp, the amp in a box pedal becomes the preamp. Yeah, right. And then you plug pedals into it and see how that reacts. Be interesting, anyway, to do a, a, just a video of that. Hmm. So stay tuned for that. Many things coming up. We should try to line six DM four into yeah. the return and see. That could be cool. Just try it all the different. Because some of those were a little bit fizzy, so it could be actually be really. Awesome. I, I think it just focuses more on the bottom end. I think mm. the, what a, the preamp does tends to be more than anything else brings a high end in. Yeah, like livens it up. Yeah. Because, yeah, like without any color, electric guitar pickups, oh, sorry, electric guitar pickups aren't that special. No. If you just like plug into a PA. You know I mean? yeah. yeah. So you do need that, all that sort of harmonic stuff, whether it's clean or dirty, and some tone shaping to make it come alive. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense, eh? So we should try that. Excellent. So stay tuned for that, people. <laughs> uh, that'll be happening uh, on the channel in the not-too-distant future. Um, cool. Well, what else is happening? So we've got... Um, there should be another video coming out shortly uh, with Brad on the drums. Yep. Through the Zork, which... Episode 2. Episode 2, A New Hope. The drumming. The dr- <laughs> um, which sounded really cool. It's fun. I yeah. still think it sounded so good. He was talking about that again the other day because we did a gig together. And oh, you did? Yeah, he can help me with PA. So. Oh. And, um, yeah, cool. Um, uh, well, and Dion is really keen mm. sax player, so we're going to have a sax with effects and stuff soon too. Actually, I think we sold Brad on the pedal idea because he's, um, they're just building a house. Yeah. His family. And, um, He's building a home studio, like I was mentioning, and he thinks he's going to set up a guitar pedal interface in the tracking space. Uh-huh. The drums, though. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Well, he was saying we that convert- was one of the... He felt that was one of the most creative he's felt in ages yeah. on the drums or something like that, whatever he mentioned. But It's cool, eh? Um, I think it sounded really, really cool. Mm. I'm, I'm very happy with it. And the second video, especially, I think, the Montreal Assembly Counter 5 sounded rather special and I think the retro mechanical labs that was fun um, whatever that's distortion called distortion box distortion box uh, sounded very cool if you haven't checked out retro mechanical labs it's quite possibly one of the coolest and if you are from retro mechanical labs yeah. um, please let us work with you <laughs> it's so fun we really like your stuff mm. or if you know Mr. Retro <laughs> Mr. Richmond. <laughs> the other thing is, um, you know, tell him about it. I want to try not only on drums but guitars is some more Death by Audio stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. What you should get is an interstellar overdriver. Is that right? Yeah. Don't you? Do you have one? Yeah. <laughs> well, I've got both. I've got the interstellar overdriver and the interstellar overdriver deluxe. And I don't know if I need both. Oh, you just, is this a sales pitch? Yes. <laughs> oh, gotcha. <laughs> Sorry, it took me a second. <laughs> Come on. 
That was our combo, one of our combos of the year last year. Yeah. The interstellar overdrive into your re- reverberation machine. Yeah, I thought you had one, but I didn't realize you were trying to sell it to me. Yeah. Yeah. But no. No. <laughs> I'll swap you for the reverberation machine. Nope. <laughs> I'll swap you for the Mod Pro. Nope. Oh. Um, i got a sweet love pedal you, you can swap. <laughs> a love pedal? Was it Kanji? Oh, the one that I gave you. Yeah. <laughs> Have you tried it? No. <laughs> That's bet. another one could Not as a chance. preamp. Could try it as a preamp. True, yeah. Excellent. Mm. So there's more fun stuff to come. So um cool. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Oh, probably not at the moment. Well, you have a dog on you. Yeah, she's having a cuddle. Well, uh, on that note then, I think we're just at almost at an hour. So, so um Thanks for listening. Uh, mm. Make sure to do the thing we always say to do. Take a photo of whatever it is you're, listen- you're looking at while you're listening to this uh, and um, post it to our Facebook or email it to us, superfunawesomehappytime at gmail.com. Um, also, we'll try to... Should we just say? Should we just be crazy? Yeah. What are you going to say? <laughs> should we maybe try every first week of the month? Yeah. We'll try and do a live stream, Q and A podcasting, once a month. Definitely once a month. Like, should we just say maybe? Okay. Perhaps similarly. We did it last week. Well, that was the first week yeah, of October. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Sure. Maybe we should do it first week of November and first week of each month. Sounds like a plan. So, um, if you you know have any questions for us, you can either email us or uh, or you can tune into one of the live streams or uh, conversation topics. Yes. Yes, uh, if there's anything you want to, you know, us to talk about, or any any anything that anything new that you've seen that we may not have seen, or uh, you know, let us know about it. And like, for example, the Mod Devices Mod Duo. Fun, uh, which, yeah. Which check that out. Pretty awesomely awesome. It's awesomely awesome. Cool. All right. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, and uh, that's it for us. And um, good looking. Yeah. Uh, See you around in guitar world. Peace out, my boys. <laughs> uh, no. Wow. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't work. See you guys.